and on a broad scope of a department, these four things, if you can focus on them, I think they kind of cover all the bases and well, allow you to be productive. They support the rest of the department. If yes. you can maintain these four pillars, they'll hold the rest of the department up. And yeah, mm-hmm. individual things change and, and yeah. different you know, things get wobbly and things seem yeah. like they're on fire sometimes. I think that if any of these get out of whack, um, things go awry things quickly. Things go very quickly. And if you're in parts, you know how quickly things can get out of control. Literally 10 minutes. Yeah. You have six yeah. phone calls, four technicians, <laughs> two collision links. It's kind of like having kids. Like you turn your back for one minute and you come back and they're covered in ketchup. Yeah. And it's like, I don't understand how we, this happened. We what? didn't even have ketchup. We didn't have ketchup. It was on the grocery right. list. It happens with parts. You all of a sudden have 16 parts from another manufacturer right. in your department and you're you don't like, know where they came from. What Yeah, so welcome to Project Parts. This is this is exciting actually because I'm I, we've been talking about doing this for a long time. I'm John Polt, and I'm here with Nick Basinas, who That's is yes. one of the biggest parts brains I would say in parts that I've met, and oh. I've met a lot of parts people. Wow. Well, that's heavy, heavy praise. <laughs> it is. And it's, it's well-deserved. A lot but of expectations now. Yeah. You're, you're really going to let us all down. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Here we go. <laughs> so I want to say first and foremost on this podcast and on YouTube that this whole podcast and the YouTube channel is strictly for uh, information purposes because there's no resources for parts. You know, I think when both of us started in parts, there was no resources. No, nothing. I had nothing. No. You, you literally had to live your life by the training from <laughs> the who? previous person who trained you and who <laughs> yeah. knows where he got trained. Exactly. Yeah. And, or she. And if you take a job as a new parts manager, who's training you? Yeah, nobody's Nobody. training you. Nobody. Like you, you're strictly, uh, you know, maybe the factory offers some sort of training, but in terms of like real day-to-day parts, there's nothing out there. No, not so, a thing. Nope. You're on your own. This is what this is for. So hopefully you guys can enjoy this podcast. Hopefully you guys can enjoy this video and get some stuff out of it. Um, but yeah, I would like to start with just kind of getting a little recap for you. Like, where do you come from? Where did you go? Where did I come from? <laughs> um, but yeah, what what's your history? What is your career recap? Well, I got right out of high school, trade school, went right into the automotive business, started off as a lube tech. Um, Of course, oil changes don't just pay the bills, so they moved me into parts part-time. That's where I started to learn terrible habits and terrible tendencies. Yep. Um, Our store bought another store. I was offered a parts manager position that I was very ill-prepared for Mm -hmm. uh, to the point where I knew nothing. I should not have had that job. I should not have been offered that job. Uh, (laughs) I was really just a space filler. Yeah. Um, but that lasted eight months before they sold the business yeah. and moved on. Yep. Back to being a full-time technician, full-on line tech. Um, knew that that wasn't going to last forever. Bar- parts of your body break, the yep. hands, knees, backs. Yeah. Yep. Um, received a call from a certain somebody at this table looking for a parts manager. It's me. Um, I had known, I had learned a lot more since then just by osmosis and talking to people. Yep. And... Random things on the table. And, uh, yeah, I came to work for John, and I took a lot of knowledge, and then he went a different way, and I went a different parts manager position, and, again, learned a lot. It's always learning. So Yes, I think that's one of the biggest things is every time you move, every time you go to a different dealership, every time you take a different job, you're going to learn something new. Oh, a lot of stuff new. I can say that for sure because (laughs) – uh, you know, you know a lot more after your time at another dealership uh, 
you know, now that we're kind of reunited, you know a lot more about certain things than you did before. Oh, yeah. And yeah. even that I know because, like, I didn't go work at the place you worked at where you learned what you learned. So um, that's that's pretty much it. But I think everybody kind of starts that way. I think everybody starts out getting thrown into a position. Um, I myself was thrown into a parts position. I was also a technician. And, you know, I wasn't a good technician. <laughs> and uh, there was a buy-sell, and they sold off part of the dealership. One of the lines got sold off. And so they let go of a few people. I was a technician. They let me go and then brought me back into parts. And I was like, parts? I, I don't know. I'm like a technician. I don't, this is weird. But, like, it, it worked. And I found that I was good at it and uh, just kind of grew from there. The rest of my story is kind of on another video on the YouTube channel. If you guys want to check that out, it's up there. But, uh, yeah, and then we met by strictly i was a technician and john came in as parts manager yeah. and i harassed him every day um, <laughs> because he didn't do anything to the old parts manager right, right. Did. my favorite favorite story is like i come into this department that was literally on fire yeah it was not great it was just very disorganized and and we're gonna kind of talk about uh this and what what i implemented into this department and kind of discovered uh these four pillars of um parts management uh but you know, this department was very disorganized. There was just stuff everywhere. Stuff everywhere, yeah. Yeah, it had it been was, that way for years. It was ran by a, a manager who, you know, no fault to his own, but, like, there was just, you know, he knew where everything was. It was one of those situations where he knew where everything was, but, like, if you were to come in and try to find something, you didn't know where it was. No. But one of my favorite stories, I come in, and I'm trying to, like, reorganize everything, and I'm moving stuff from one side of the apartment to the other. Nick comes in, and he's like, hey, where's all the hardware? I'm like, I moved it. He's like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like, why yeah. would you do that? It was perfect where it was. Now I don't know where anything is. Yeah, I didn't know where anything was. It was annoying. And it's funny because you're doing that in our department now. Yeah, <laughs> every People day. are coming yeah. in like, where's this stuff at? Like, yeah, I, I moved, moved it. It. <laughs> it was stupid where it was. I put it somewhere better. And, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, we're going to get into that. But, like, uh, we decided a long time ago, actually, uh, I would say years ago, to start a podcast. Oh, yeah. It was suggested years ago by somebody. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, ah, oh, yeah, that'd be cool. But, like, nobody, we're, we're here. We're right, doing it. We're doing like, it. This yeah. is kind of crazy. We thought so. nobody would care. But yeah, uh, no. uh, and, people and they should care. They should. And I think this is a good resource for people. Um, so let's, yeah. uh, let's get into the four pillars of parts management that I feel kind of like these four categories cover everything. I feel like there is uh, nothing that these four pillars don't address. And on a broad scope of a department, these four things, if you can focus on them, I think they kind of cover all the bases well, and allow you to be productive. They support the rest of the department. If yes. you can maintain these four pillars, they'll hold the rest of the department up. And yeah, mm -hmm. individual things change and, and yeah. different you know, things get wobbly and things seem yeah. like they're on fire sometimes. But yep. if these four pillars are in place, I do feel like you know what you're getting into at least. Yeah. And I think that if any of these get out of whack, um, things go awry things quickly. Things go very quickly. And if you're in parts, you know how quickly things can get out of control. Literally 10 minutes. Yeah. You have six yeah. phone calls, four technicians, <laughs> two collision links. It's kind of like having kids. Like you turn your back for one minute and you come back and they're covered in ketchup. Yeah. And it's like, I don't understand how we, this happened. We what? didn't even have ketchup. We didn't have ketchup. It was on the grocery right. list. It happens with parts. You all of yeah. a sudden have 16 parts from another manufacturer right. in your department and you're you don't like, know where they came from. What happened? How did we get these? <laughs> so the four pillars um, is going to be organization, 
accuracy, efficiency, and cleanliness. If you can very much focus on those things, and we're going to break each one down, but uh, let's start with organization. So organization, I mean, a parts department, if you're unorganized, like we talked about, that department that I came in, it was very unorganized. It was organized to the guy who was running it, but like to anyone else, there was just nothing organized. Bin management. Like, let's talk about that. Bin management. So um, think about how annoying it is or frustrating to (laughs) walk around a department to try to find a part that isn't where it says it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And all these tie together, but organization, like you should ideally have similar things with similar things if they fit or at least know where that whole category of things are. Yes. And if it's not, I kind of have to go to four different places to pull one order. That's that's. And if something's not there, I mean, we're talking about, and these do tie together because they all tie together. Organization enhances your efficiency. If you're an unorganized department, you're not going to be able, if you can't pull parts in a timely manner and if you're wasting time trying to find parts, your efficiency goes down, your efficiency goes down. And if you can increase your accuracy, your efficiency also goes up. But like focusing on these things, like if honestly, if you're new to parts or you're new to management, this is gold because I feel like this is just very, very, very important things. And it's simple things to focus on, but like just organizing your department, organizing your bins, anybody. I always say that like the general manager should be able to come back Give him a part number, give him a bin, and he should be able to pull that part. Even beyond general manager, dealer, principal, anybody, yeah, anybody, anybody should be able to go in there. I mean, right. in my opinion, I think that a parts department should resemble a retail outlet that you'd want to go buy anything right. from it. Yeah. You want everything pulled, faced, straightened, organized. Um, yep. And yeah, I know it's not possible to do everything all the time, and I know no customer is ever going to see it, but right. how much easier does it make your job to be able to walk in and just grab a part off the shelf? Yep. Up, oh, I need that purge valve. Yep. There it is. There it is. And grab it. You know, and you're like you said, the customer doesn't see how clean or organized everything is, but they do see how quickly you were able to pull that part. They see how uh easy what you you didn't disappear for an hour <laughs> and the guy's like yeah. sitting there drinking four cups of coffee while you're looking for a tie rod, you know? Right. I just I need one tie rod nut <laughs> and you're gone for twenty five right. minutes and you're back up right. looking at your screen fifteen times yep. trying to figure out wait wait a minute, what was the history on this part? Yep. Where did it go? Where right. where right. Where is when this did thing? I sell it? When right. did I get it? And technicians too. We're talking like efficiency again, like shop efficiency. Like if you take an hour to find a part that tech is holed up waiting for you to pull that part. That's affecting everything. That slows everything down. So having an organized parts department is crucial. Yeah. Crucial. And I mean, think about if you don't use like an electronic RO system, you have techs come to your window. Yep. You might have five techs lined up at your window. And, yeah. you know, it's hard enough for parts people to have a good relationship with the service department in yeah. the first place. Right. Can right. you imagine if the service director comes out and sees five technicians yep. lined up at a parts window? Yep. That's going to cause a whole mess of issues. Yes, that, that opens up. And then that draws attention to yourself, which I strongly feel like I always want to run a department under the grid, under the radar. Like yep. I don't want yeah. I don't want to have anybody looking at our department saying anything bad. Um, and that kind of that can be a big deal. Um but uh, then we move on to accuracy. Accuracy, uh, again, enhances your efficiency, which is a pillar. But like accuracy, again, going to a bin and having that part on the shelf that shows that you have it. Right. Um, Not only the part, but the quantity of the part. Yes. Um, hardware, nuts, yes. bolts, screws. 
uh, yeah, you need seven for this job yep. and I've got four, but my system shows 24. Yep. Now what? What? Where, where are they? Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's huge. It's a very, and that's, I, I think accuracy is one of those things that you have to have certain things in place, certain controls on a daily basis that allow you to enhance your accuracy. Yeah. That's a future video about reports that you yes. run to manage your accuracy. Yeah. There's a lot of things that, that we do on a daily basis to make sure things are accurate. Uh, and then there's things that we do on a weekly basis, things we do on a yearly basis, like perpetual bin checks and just randomly going around and counting bins to yeah. make sure things are accurate and making adjustments. Uh, because and if you just let things go, uh, things can get out of control real quick. Yeah, and I mean, let's be honest. Like, you're never going to be 100% accurate. No, it's no, never going to no. happen. That's not. That's an unrealistic standard. Yeah, that's insane. It's not going to happen. No, but try I mean, for it. You know, right? If you try to be 100% right. accurate, then if you're 90% accurate, that's amazing. Think about right. those one or two times where you just run into a problem. It's right. not going to be the end of the world, no. and you can sort that issue out. And I think people are going to understand. Like, right. well, yeah, you know, you got. This yep. much inventory, things happen. Right. Um, yeah. If it happens every day, yeah. It's and I do a think, problem. like the bigger the department is, the the uh, larger. Uh, I don't know. The bigger the department is, the more room for error there probably is. But like, if you have a smaller department, like if you're managing a hundred thousand dollars, that's different than managing a million dollars inventory because there's just so much more stuff coming and going. Um, like I know when I managed a hundred thousand dollars it was a lot easier to keep that under control than what we're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There's just so much stuff coming and going all day long. It's easy to get out of whack. But again, if you have these controls that we'll talk about in a future video, uh, then things are a lot easier and simpler. <laughs> well, Pardon the eruption. That was an important phone call we had to put on hold. <laughs> it was a caller. <laughs> You're on line one. Thank you, caller. Did we lose him? We lost him. It's dropped off, guys. Sorry. Oh, all right. God. So, but yeah, accuracy. And again, all of this feeds into efficiency. And efficiency is one of the biggest things that uh, we can talk about. Um, efficiency is huge. It's that is, yeah, it is every single thing because you have techs waiting, you have customers at the counter waiting, you have phone calls coming in, yep. you have drivers yep. waiting to go on routes. Yes. I mean, Everything's moving. Everything's waiting on you. Yeah. And and it's a lot of pressure. I mean, pe parts people don't get enough credit when it comes to this because like, yeah, it is. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy. And everybody thinks it is. Everybody on the outside of the department thinks that it's a, oh, it's just parts. You guys are, you know. We, so, I mean, perfect example, bringing somebody in recently and giving mm -hmm. him a task yeah. and he's doing the task and yeah. then, hey, I need you to go do this and I need you to go do this. And yeah. the frustration yeah. as he's learning how to be a parts person. Yes. Um, can I just please finish one can thing? I just focus on one thing? No. No. You can't. You can't. You have to go focus on five things and you have to do nope. them all correctly. So welcome to parts. Yeah. This is yeah, day one <laughs> yeah. is no, you cannot focus on one thing at a time. Yep. It's, you need to and I know multitasking is impossible. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. But you need to kind of be able to have, split things off in different directions yes. and remember to go back to them as well. It's it's like almost opening new tabs in your brain. Yeah, it is. Kinda. New tabs, spinning a bunch of plates at the same time. It's it's a hard, it's a hard, difficult yeah. job. But again, if you're efficient, if you're organized and you're accurate, your inventory is organized, your in inventory is accurate, your efficiency will automatically go up. But focusing on efficiency on its own um, kind of leads to a little bit more success. And it'll increase your confidence too, because you yeah. feel a lot better. You can know that you can yeah. go to a shelf and pull apart. Yeah. I know I have this part. Yes. So yes. when you quote somebody, I know it's here. Yes. 
We, we, we ding it now, too. I don't know. We've got all kinds heck? of stuff oh going on. Oh, my God. It's so, Everything we're famous. Time. We're famous now. <laughs> don't say that. We're not. I know. Um, but, yeah, focusing on efficiency on its own, I think, is a big deal. Because if that is, like, a pillar of your department uh, and everybody, not just you as a manager, but everybody in the department uh, understands how efficiency is important, it just moving faster even, just, like, yeah. pulling parts faster, like, not getting sidetracked so much. Like, well, one of the things I always think about is um, I've been to a department where fast moving parts like filters, air yeah. filters, cabin filters, yep. right? So they were sorted by part number, which is great, except yep. they're high numbers. So they're yeah. put way in the back. Yeah. So the guy selling parts to the tech at the counter yep. has to then sell it, walk all the way to the back, walk all yes. the way back up front yes. with that filter. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah. I forgot the cabin, so I have to walk all the way back yeah. again. Just little things that you can think about, like, can yeah. I put my fast moving filters, brake pads, wipers, lug nuts, closer quick moving yeah. parts closer to the front counter because that's, that's a good point. Or just having them in one section. So, you know, I can go here and I can grab it right here real quick. And, you know, and yeah. then if they're all in line too, yeah. think, think about how much easier it is to sell a, a, a 5k, 10k, 15k maintenance. If you yeah. can just grab all the parts out of one, right one aisle doo, 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 and yep. get right back to them. I mean, that's, that's, that's huge. huge. Cause again, that goes, that increases your efficiency in the shop. And I know like a lot of parts, people don't necessarily care that much about service because there is sometimes that conflict but like listen service is selling service is selling and selling is service yeah. insert clip here but <laughs> <laughs> but uh there is uh there's just so much to that and it just makes everybody and and sometimes like counter guys pays are tied to shop hours i mean i've seen that before too yeah so, that's a thing so i mean the faster you can move your tax the more money you're going to make so and to i mean the more service is moving the more parts you're going to sell and I, again i mean i know we all have problems with service departments we yes. all have issues with service departments yes, immensely <laughs> um but if you can build a good relationship with the technicians, yeah. with yeah. the service manager, with the writers, yep. it's going to make your job a lot easier. And then that one time when you forgot to order a part, which right. I know we never do, it's yeah, always right. the technician. Yeah, yeah. But in case you do happen to forget to order a part for somebody, yep. uh, it's a lot easier to explain and get that, that not forgiveness, but that well, leeway yeah, that like it's a, all right, it happens. Yeah. We're good. Absolutely. Because they're, they're, yeah, I mean, if you're messing up all the time. You know, geez, you know, oh, he screwed up again. You know, it's like, yeah, I mean, people lose all faith in you yes. as a parts person. I've had a, when I was a technician, I had a parts person that yep. I would purposely at four o'clock when everybody else left and they were the only one in there, yep. I wouldn't go quote parts. Yeah. I would just be like, well, my day is over. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that guy, I yeah. can't, <laughs> I have no faith in him. I, yeah, yeah. There's no reason to even go up there because yeah. I'm not going to get the right parts. I'm not going to get the right pricing. Everything's going to be wrong and yeah. they're not going to know if they have it or not. Yeah. And, and somehow then, they're going to order me a part for a different brand completely. Yeah. And that, and that's sad because that's, again, holding up product activity that's and so i mean just you know i don't know but like i think those three things especially the last thing is cleanliness just making sure your department's clean because you know we've all walked into a department that like is just a disaster and just crap is everywhere it literally looks like it's been on fire yeah like <laughs> looks like just complete crap and that right there people have very quick judgment so if you walk into a department and it is just a mess, you automatically think this department sucks. Like this yeah. department does not know what they're doing. It, you lose all faith and all confidence in that department simply because there's just stuff everywhere. Whereas if everything's clean and put away and the aisles are clean and you walk in and you're just like, wow, this is a really clean department. You could suck as a department, but like is it, if it looks clean. Yeah, but it looks good. I mean, think about yeah. restaurants, man. Do you yeah. want to walk into a dirty restaurant right. or a clean restaurant? Right. And especially I'll, to another point, um, 
now with hiring, we can't hire people. You can't no, hire yeah. anybody. No. But think about how much you might have a little more leeway yeah. if you bring somebody in for yeah. an interview and you say, oh, this is our department. Yeah. And it looks tidy, organized, neat. It's true. Things are straightened. There's not stuff laying all over the floor. Yep. People are going to walk in and go, oh, yeah. this looks like it's a nice place. Right. Even if it's a 700-year-old building, yeah. it might look nice. And yeah. you might get a leg up on somebody yep. who walks in and, and trips over a part when they walk in right. the back door. Yeah. And uh, the opposite. Like if you walk in on an interview and you're looking at the department and everything is everywhere, you're going to run like hell. You're going to go the other way because yeah. it might be a really good department and it just might be that one day that it was a mess. But yeah. your judgment is so quick. I feel that- like – on interviews, I have not been shown entire parts departments. Um, I feel like that's been a thing. Like, oh yeah, come work at this department. Yeah, they walk right. you into the like the main area. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah, it looks nice in yeah. here. And then or you start, and you're like, oh, they, they you walk have... you through the shop, and the right. shop's clean, but like, the it's... parts department is completely disaster. Day one, you sit down at your desk and find you have 12 16 sixteen-year-old radios behind you. Yeah, what, you're is, like, what, what is that what's for? Going on? What am I going to do with these? What? What? I've been bamboozled again. <laughs> is there a hole in the floor upstairs? What? <laughs> it goes all the way down to the basement. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, it's just a disaster. And I mean, people want to work in an organized place. People want to have that confidence. And then when, again, like I always think about the general manager, when a general manager walks into the department and everything's a mess, that's going to throw a red flag. Whereas if everything's clean, he just walks through and, you know, again, managing your department off the grid, stay under the radar. You don't want to have anybody drawing attention to that. And I think if things are just a disaster, that draws a lot of bad attention. Yeah, I agree. Um, And it is true. Like dealer principals, general managers can walk in and I mean, you have to be able to explain everything because yeah. I mean, nowadays people are going to be a lot more strict too. I mean, if your department mm-hmm. underperforms oh, yeah. and we're in a time where sales yeah. aren't what they used to be and right. it's harder to make money for parts Yep. and it, you know, if you can at least say, look, I mean, everything's in place, we're ready to go. We just got to yep. get more business. Yep. It's a lot easier to, to talk to a GM or dealer principal and explain. And you have yep. to remember that they probably don't know parts. No. Most GMs Most don't know anything about a parts Very department. Very few know anything so about parts. if they walk in and their first impression is like, oh, yeah, parts departments, yeah, they just leave a bunch of crap laying around on the yep. floor and people trip and fall. Yep. Nah, yeah, that's not good. No, <laughs> we, that's not the impression you want to put on, right. your, on your general manager or dealer principal. No, and I think that's just being clean. That's just a big pillar. And it's, it's more important almost than some of the others because, it, it, again, if it looks good, it looks good. And I mean, if it's clean, there's yeah. a good chance it's accurate. Yeah. And if it's accurate, there's a good chance it's organized. Yeah. If it's organized, it's probably efficient. And right. all these things are one big thing. Yes. But if you take one of them out, yeah. I mean, you don't have the others. They all right. tie together. Yes. And it's it's tough. And they're, they're just so important. And it's hard to maintain them. But I guess we can kind of talk about how you maintain these things on a daily basis. Um, there's reports that we run. There is... Just overall, like making sure everybody in the department has something to do that helps these pillars stay intact, like making sure somebody takes out the garbage, making sure um, somebody uh, is doing perpetual bin checks, making sure, you know, like yeah, not just for pre-inventory accounts. Like right, in right. May, you might right. do a, a bin check because yeah. Yeah, maybe I had a problem with this bin. Let's see what's going on. That too. Yeah. If you go to a bin and it is off almost every time you try to pull something out of that bin maybe you know run that bin and count it you know make adjustments yeah you know and just if something stands out like that it's just important to maintain these things like and as a new manager when you come into a department you focus on these things you get these things up and running and where you want them to be keep it that way it's easier to maintain it than it is to let everything crumble and then build it up again and then let it crumble and build it up again um 
But I think it's important to talking about the team, making sure the team is all on the same page, making sure everybody understands what it is their job is to do, understanding why these are important, making sure everybody's pulling in the same direction. Um, that's a big deal. But uh, and delegating, I think delegating is it's hard. Delegating is hard, especially hard. if you're a new manager yeah. or you're coming up, because first of all, you don't think people respect you. Yeah. So they're probably not going to listen. Right. Uh, which is a possibility. Yeah. And you might not feel confident enough to delegate. Um, I mean, we've been there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that we've both had times where we didn't feel confident enough to give responsibility to somebody else. And at the end of the day, it drags you down. It really worries you out quickly. You have to be able to delegate. Yeah. Um, And it's hard. It's so hard. It's the hardest thing, especially when you have a vision. Yeah. And you want things done a certain way. It's very difficult to hand that off to somebody else who doesn't have that vision and just going to kind of like haphazardly. I think we, we fall into that. Like, I'm just going to do it myself. So it's done right. Right. And, (laughs) but then that drags you down, that holds you down. And then not only is that like, you could be focusing on other things. Um, but instead of delegating that to somebody else and focusing on other things, you're doing that. And then they're not doing anything. And what are they doing? So like, right. They might just be on the internet looking at stuff while you're doing the entire job. So, and then that's just not, that goes to efficiency and, and it's that's, not sustainable. It's not either. sustainable too. I yeah. mean, that is not a sustainable business for right. a long time. I mean, if you're in a small department with a couple of people, I know it can be tough, but yeah, you can, sometimes you just got to hand them off to somebody, and it is yes. so hard. It, it is, is the hardest thing to do. It is. I don't. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> I have to continuously get better at it. But yeah. again, always improving, always yeah. changing. It's just. It's, it's so hard. It's tough though. But if you're not going to delegate. You know, it's really hard to maintain all these things because, uh, again, there's just so many things going on in a department that if you're not delegating, you need to delegate. But at least try. At least give it a shot. You know, <laughs> right. Maybe somebody can yeah. do something. And if they can't, maybe coach them, I yeah. guess, as best you can. Right. I mean, and if you're if you're dealing with a new team, if you're dealing with like a new like everybody in parts is like really, really new. It's really difficult to. um you know, because you're training them at the same time, trying to delegate tasks to them. It, it's difficult. And you're trying to learn as well because yeah. you and know. you're trying to learn your own department. Like it's hard to come into a department because there's so many things going on, but you, you just got to focus on one thing at a time and just focus on, you know, focus on your organization and then focus on accuracy, then focus on efficiency, focus on cleaning. And then just kind of, I mean, you got to understand it's a process. It's not something that you're going to come in and day one, just put all this in place. No, it's going to take set realistic timetables because yeah. it's going to take a year, yeah. a year and a half, two De- years, depending on how big it is and how many people on, and how busy. And Right. If you have 10 counter guys and you're doing a million dollars in sales and your inventory is two million dollars <laughs> it's gonna take a lot longer than if you're running uh you know seventy five thousand dollar inventory and you have one guy or it's just yourself right you yeah know? so be realistic with your expectations but um and, and i mean set your department up and then monitor it yep. so i mean efficiency right yeah we we build out a, we say all right i'm gonna put all these parts in this bin and that's great it's gonna be right. great right. and then you look at it and it doesn't work it's yep. actually taking more time because it's less efficient yeah. change it you yeah. can change it yeah. you can be Always tweak. You should never just yeah. set everything and say, this is it. This is how it's going to be. And I am done. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's uh, extremely important. But uh, I don't know. I think that's kind of like a good start. Uh, I don't know. I think, you know, this podcast, I think what we just talked about in the last half an hour is like really, really 
really important and it's like a real broad scope of everything. But I think if we focus on those things, uh, your day-to-day life, once you get those up and running, is so much easier. But, yeah, it just absolutely is. But uh, I don't know. I think that's a good start. I think that's a... Yeah, episode one. Episode one. Episode one of Project Parts. Project Parts in the book. So I just want to say thank you very much for watching Absolutely. and uh, listening. And if uh, you guys have any questions, you know, you can uh, reach out to us at manageyourparts at gmail.com. Manage your parts? Manage your parts. Yeah, Not your. mine, but yours. Not yours. Not mine, but, <laughs> but yours. yours. Manage yours. your parts. Your, yeah. Manage your parts. Yeah, Y-O-U-R, parts. Maybe we'll... Spell it and put it on the screen. Yeah, we'll put it on the screen. Like, That'd make more sense. Maybe like right here. So you can ask questions, and maybe your questions will end there. up on this podcast. That would be pretty cool as well. I yeah, think. we would love to answer as many questions as we can, Absolutely. and we definitely want to expand this into more of what we do. Yeah. Um, and again, we're just two guys that are just trying to tell you what we do. So yeah. take this information, yeah. take this advice, and use it or don't. That's or don't. It's up cool. to you. I yeah. mean, we understand. Right. That every department's different. Every manager's different. Yeah. Every staff member is different. Yes. And it's just, you know, it's what you make it. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And we will uh, see you guys on the next episode of Project Parts. Thank you. Peace out.